Hello, this is Nikki, Mindset and Life Coach, and you are listening to the Mind House Ball Podcast, where we are on a mission to normalize normal conversations, get comfortable with our mental health, and provide space for growth, learning, and empowerment. Thank you for joining us, and I'm so glad you are here. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. So in this episode, I chat to Olivia Hyam, who is a dance teacher and choreographer. And she has had a really tough experience with mental health and specifically an eating disorder. And we just wanted to have this conversation, share her experience in hope that it will encourage other people who are also in a similar situation to maybe speak out with their friends or family and get help. So if this is you, I really hope this conversation helps. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. So we have got one of my high school friends on here. We've got Olivia Hyam. Liv, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. <laughs> this is uh, Zoom Life. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to get used to it. Uh, yeah, I'm Olivia. I'm um, a professional dancer and dance teacher and choreographer. So, um, yeah, that's me pretty much in a bag. Yeah. So you're in the UK and um, Liz just got on the call and she just said she's had six dance classes back to back. So it's yeah, like 7am <laughs> um, here in Sydney and um, we just really wanted to have this conversation because Liv has um, quite a lot of experience with mental health and the challenges within the dance industry, specifically around mental health. And we really just wanted to have this conversation, um, use this platform to talk um, and really just have this conversation so we can normalize it, but also bring awareness to certain subjects, which um, are really important to talk about. Um, so, we have done a little Q&A as well, so we're going to be asking and answering some questions at the end. Um, but, Olivia, would you like to, um, I'm just going to pass it straight over to you. So what do you, what do you feel like the biggest issues are within the dance industry um, around mental health? Um, I would say... I would say people would think it would be like body image and like that sort of aura like you know like the fashion model industry you would just automatically assume it's all about body image and like I feel like dancers themselves assume it's about body image and dancers get stuck in their own mind about this whole body image thing and like as dancers we are perfectionists naturally like because you know we have to train intensively um so yeah we become perfectionists and then we become perfectionists on our own body because you know it is our bodies that do the work but um i feel like dancers think it's that and think it's all about body image so that's like one part of like the mental struggle of a dancer does that make sense yeah kind of so i would say the main issues come from dancers themselves in the industry from the industry is dancers thinking themselves about having to have the perfect physique having to have like the perfect body bloody blah, blah blah when in reality the industry at itself is way ahead of that and not really like that and it's very accepting 
but dancers get stuck in their own mindset and yeah. then about that if you know what I mean yeah totally so you what you mean is that um the dancers feel like they have to look or be a certain way to fit within the industry but actually the industry's moved it's progressed it's not like that anymore but people are still really trapped in that mindset exactly yeah and even in like um your own mindset like you know even if you weren't a dancer you automatically just you're, ne you're never happy with your own body are you but as dancers like it's even more so because you have to look at your 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 body in a mirror every single day and train and it is it, like it is intense so automatically that's going to happen but the industry itself i don't think anymore is like that however i do think the industry itself um focuses on trying to not be like that because i feel like one i mean maybe 10 years ago it was like that so like like go over the top in order to not be like that you know they accept all different shapes all different sizes or you know anyway but then they miss the whole side of um mental health itself yeah. you know what i mean like just one example for me for myself i was in my third year of training and at that point you have agents come in and you audition for agents to get on their agencies so then they can then put you forward for work blah blah and this um i'm not going to mention who it was um but this guy from an agency is very very well known like shouted across the room wow she has an eating disorder she looks terrible i'm just not going to take her on my books already i'm not going to take her and at the time I had no clue what was going on. Like I was so in denial about my eating disorder, like everything going on in my head. I was so in denial. So and I was so 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 embarrassed. So that's just like one example of, you know, people high up in the industry, they're just not having a clue because not having an understanding and not because they haven't been through it before. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's the biggest issue in my industry is like the understanding of knowing knowing that people have their own shit going on can i swear sorry yeah. <laughs> so i so i um i hope that made sense do you know what i mean so I think dancers think it's something else when really the industry are missing the actual main part which is the actual main if you know what i mean it sounds like such a layered issue as well because it's it's it to me, that just sounds like no one communicates about how, you know, mental health specifically, but also about the individuals. And if there was that kind of like open communication about health, well-being, um, and like even body image, even, you know, anything within that realm, it would make the individuals on, an, on a personal level feel so much more comfortable. Mm -hmm. that then they could actually just be themselves yeah exactly but it's just like muted pushing the carpet no one talks about it unless you're in an audition someone's like judging you for the shape you the shape you're in yeah exactly and I, I've also had friends that like have been turned down for work because because this person that's going to hire them on a job or their agencies know that they have a past in mental health issues and then can't trust them to put them on a job then and then i just think that's that's so bad as an industry to like let their past of mental health affect their future so that's just 
me just putting them back into that zone of struggling you know what I mean so I also that's a massive issue in the industry like you need to know you need to be allowed to give people second chances trust people um and accept that mental health is like a big thing and I feel like the dance industry like lacks that understanding do you know what I mean because it's very money orientated and I get it like you know if it's a huge job you're putting your neck on the line to put this dancer on a job who could be unstable but they also could not be so do you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's a shame. sorry I just think it's a shame do you know what I mean yeah it is a shame and if that wouldn't happen in any other industry like in a corporate environment people you can't not give somebody a job because of their mental health exactly like it's actually really bad isn't it yeah and would you say that that's something that's really common um no I wouldn't say it's really common and I wouldn't say like any of my agents would do it personally but I would say the bigger the job the more likely it would happen do you know what I mean so say if like a world tour for an artist I I know people that have been turned down because of mental health issues um I know a few people actually and like some people even in America and I just think um yeah I don't think it's as common as like booking like a job that's like seven days long or anything I think it's just more like long-term jobs like the big jobs like the the like um the jobs that you live your whole career in order to get do you know what I mean yeah because you've worked on some really really big jobs right tell us a little bit about what you've worked on um yeah I've done like big performances to like big audiences like television shows and award shows etc um but yeah I guess I guess I mean I was accepted I feel like I've I've shared my story so I'm not really a good example of what I'm talking about um but I still think even auditions in general as dancers um you know if you have uh, naturally struggle with your mental health and um the way you think about yourself auditions themselves are like sabotaging like you have to get up there you have to line up with like for me example i'd be put in a line with like a whole load of blonde small girls and then have to get up there and audition next to all these blonde small girls and mentally that is like torture do you know what i mean because you're really putting yourself out there having been through what i've been through as well like it's yeah it's just it's crazy like to have to put yourself out there and um auditions can be brutal as well they can just tell you no you're not good enough um you know so i feel like the industry could be kinder in that way um but then again it is an industry that makes money or needs to make money and then you've got to put the right thing out there so it's like um one of those do you know what i mean but I would say to like aspiring dancers, you gotta be mentally prepared. I I would never sugarcoat it. Like it's it it's hard. Yeah. So how do you prepare for that? Um <laughs> how do you prepare for that? I guess to be honest, 
It's a struggle. It's a real struggle. If I've got an audition coming up, I mean, I worry about it for like seven days before, even like sometimes 14 days. Um, you Honestly, I think it just gets better in time. I think that's how you prepare for it. I mean, I never sleep the night before, like, but um, yeah, you just got to deal with it. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. I can't even deny it. For me, I think like any type of job where you're, because you're constantly in competition, constantly competing to get contracts and roles and, and, and jobs where you're amongst all of these other people with all of this experience. So, and, and then even aside from the fact that you'll be comparing yourself, you'll also be comparing yourself like with your looks and, and your size and all of that. Yeah. Which comes back to why people do think it's about body image. It yeah. all like it all does come in a big circle. Yeah. And but then yeah, I think that can't really cut there's not really any other industry that you can compare it to really, is there? Because there's no there's none that you would put, like be that much you none that you would be that vulnerable in front of so many other people. Um yeah. I think that if I was um just going back to what you were saying about being mentally strong and how it some it sometimes comes natural to some people and sometimes it doesn't. I think um, it definitely sounds like you know if you are a vulnerable person, somebody who um, hasn't got that mindset where it's resilient and where you aren't able to kind of rationalize and um, take constructive criticism and feedback and, and that kind of thing but also not take things personally you are going to be at a huge risk of mental health issues further down the line I would say um, maybe there's not a preparation but maybe it's just knowing like am I going to put myself through this because it's going to be really strenuous yeah I mean I I live with and I'm going to marry a guy that is that person like so strong minded would never ever ever worry about anything like that would not lose sleep over something like that whereas I'm exactly what you described like just like overthink like it it will affect me do you know what I mean? yeah so like and I look at him like like how how are you okay how are you okay how are you like just dealing with putting yourself out there and like you're fine about it. But I struggle with putting myself out there so much. It may not look like it on the outside, but yeah, I, yeah. Even like just doing this podcast and just talking and trusting myself that I can sit here and I can talk. Like that worries me, just putting myself out there like that. And then to go out there and dance in front of someone, in front of thousands even, and then putting yourself out there like that, that's even bigger, do you know what I mean? Whereas he just doesn't care about anything like that, which is refreshing for me to see, but also like, how? Yeah, it's like constantly pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, but knowing that there's a very high chance that you might get pushed back. That's exactly it, yeah, nail on the head. Yeah, and then, and then t- a total lack of support or understanding from anybody else as well. Yeah. It is, yeah. Like, oh, there's always next time or bloody blah, 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 but you don't know what you've gone... They don't understand what you've gone through mentally to get to that point. 
Yeah. Wow. It's I, a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, I can't imagine it. And then this happens to people at such a young age. So, how old were you when you started dancing? Like just out of the womb. <laughs> Um, I, I'd say I danced for like a hobby um, pretty much since I was like eight but um, I would say I only really even thought about wanting to take it seriously when I was like literally 18, 19 so I was quite late to be honest okay. and but people definitely will get into this industry from a younger age than that but eight is so young but well I now that are like I can already see them struggling mentally already like even some students that I teach that have been to teachers in the past that have been so brutal on them them teachers have scarred them now for life I personally think they're gonna look at things differently now for life because they were that brutal on them when they were so young and so precious and so like you know like eight years old do you know what I mean and like for someone to be so brutal on you so yeah it's hard it's a hard industry especially if you do come across people who are brutal to you at such a young age um, like you don't need that from a young age either when it's so brutal when you're older and then, and then what happens though so like you feel like that you can you can pinpoint these kids that have had really like challenging start within their dance career and then you see that but then is there anyone who's like we need to give this person extra support or is does that happen or is that not a thing yeah if they find the right people and they find the right teachers and yeah yeah it does happen it does um but are they having the the support that they need because it's only just like you know, it's only just a dance teacher, it's only just a dance class, but are they the support they need because are they going to carry that with them for the rest of their life? Probably not, do you know what I mean? It's probably not seen as that serious. But I know if it was my child, and having been through this whole mental thing myself, I would think I want to take them for some proper help just to clean that up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, if it's all and it's only going to benefit it's only going to help that child you know become a better dancer because when you like you are what you do what you think is is what is the outcome so if the thoughts are really like self-deprecating and the mindset's not there and you know that is also going to affect them in the way that they show up so it's only going to have a positive impact yeah and i just think when that when they can't do one class without crying because they don't feel like they're good enough at that age what are they going to be like at 18 do you know what i mean mm. oh it makes me really sad yeah because uh, but i bet these people that are being these brutal have never well maybe they do have never acknowledged mental health yeah they've never had that understanding of you can you can really hurt someone like what would you say is the solution or what would you say if you could do one thing tomorrow and you and really start to make a little bit of a difference within the industry what do you think would be the solution 
Um, I would get everyone talking about it. Yeah. Um, because my my story myself, I kept secret for so long because I was I was embarrassed about it to be honest, and um, I didn't want people to to see that side of my life at all. Um, but as soon as I started opening up about it, other people started to open up, and then people started to talk to me about it, and then people actually um, began to understand it or learn to understand it or go to people for help and then acknowledge it was an issue do you know what i mean or like look at my story and think oh wow i've got that problem as well do you know what i mean and then go on and get further help and then change i feel like if everyone just opened up and tried to even just like the tiniest bit to just try and admit that like it's not okay to, to be feeling this way bloody blah, blah and get some help i think the world would be a better place do you know what I mean not just in the dance industry yeah totally I really do yeah so I suppose that this is a really good step in the right direction because this conversation is I suppose getting people talking and you know sharing your story and, and being open about the struggles that you've gone through and even the battles the mental battles that you still face now but what would you what would your like biggest tip be um my biggest tip to someone struggling would be to accept and acknowledge the bad days and accept and acknowledge the really bad days um because i feel like as soon as you accept them and acknowledge them the sooner you naturally look for support or you naturally look at change and then them hard, really hard and really bad days become fewer. And then you start to realize the good moments and then the good moments become more frequent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And it's, it's, it's the, it, you know, it's the first step with everything, isn't it? Just acknowledging that, okay, there's something that I might need help with here. And, and I, that's an amazing to even realize that, I think, because it, so long to even think I had a problem it takes you out of this little mental prison that you've created where it's like just you and you're in there and you're so in your thoughts and all of your energy is just here it like takes you away from that and you can just say like yeah okay this is a problem and people can help me with this and we can talk about it and there's there's ways to move forward there's like options and choices yeah exactly I feel like you're just in denial for so long and you're so trapped in that denial that, yeah, you just get lost. Yeah. What helped you when you was kind of coming out of your, um, everything that you was experiencing, like at the, at the worst time, like what was it that really helped you? Um, so let me go back and explain so I ended up having an eat disorder, um, which I actually, I'm not sure whether it started off as depression and went into an eating disorder or my eating disorder turned into depression. But either way, I feel like they're, they're very much linked. Um, and I spent like maybe two, three years within this eating disorder. It like went from 
being able to hide it to like really really bad very quickly though um and the only way i got out of it was getting to a point where it was like go down the path of getting help or not living anymore it, it really was that serious um and i had nothing to i got to the point where i had nothing to live for anymore i um I didn't, I wasn't me anymore. I didn't know who I was anymore. I'd forgotten how to laugh. I'd forgotten how to smile. Uh, I couldn't go into daylight. I, I had to sit in a dark room. I'd lost my friends. I'd lost my agents. I'd lost um, my career. I just had no one and nothing, all because of me and, ha and how this selfish disease had like took over my body, bloody blah, blah, blah. So that is how I got out of it. It was like, there's, there's two choices and that was it not and I'm only saying this as out of honesty and not that like I want people to ever get to that point but that's my honest that's yeah that's my honest answer I got to a point where I actually wasn't I couldn't be strong enough to realize that I needed help so that's why I respect people that don't get to that point and realize they need help and that's why we need to speak about it more um I got to a point where it was it there was only two choices. Do you know what I mean? So that's that's how that's how I got help basically. Yeah. Okay. And do you feel like the support that you received at that time, so from your family, um, do you feel like it was was it forced on you? Do you feel like you were open to it? Um the family, the family thing I find hard to explain um, because my family are so lovely and caring and I would never want to portray them as these people that was just like doing the wrong thing because they weren't at all. But um, I think the sheer panic of the position and what I looked like and the way I was living my life made them just like they did not know what to do um so they panicked and they were very forceful but i understand why did that help me probably not it probably made me frustrated and pushed them further away um had they been more understanding and more laid back would i have still got to that point yeah i probably would have do you know what i mean to get to that point in order for me to realize it was one choice or another and go down the right route does that make sense yeah it does as a parent you would not know how to act in that situation and it's something that you probably wouldn't have even thought about so um like their reactions would have just been in pure sheer panic um but thank you so much for sharing that story and I think literally just by you talking about that even though you know it probably is quite difficult for you to talk about it's really beneficial because you can say like look I got to this point I was at the worst time of my life I'd lost my friends I'd lost my contracts I'd lost my career so it's actually ironic because you would have originally been putting yourself under all of this pressure and all of this stress with your eating disorder for your career, right? Yeah, exactly. 
and then it was the opposite effect yeah yeah so that in itself i do think it was the career that triggered it as well so yeah it's like a vicious circle yeah totally because and then it's also like the I mean, the, the good thing about this conversation is that we've kind of just gone full circle because we was talking at, at the very beginning about how the industry has been really progressive <clears throat> in it, it, on, a, on, on a big scale. It's been progressive and, and it kind of has moved forward in the sense that it's really inclusive and there's, um, you know, it's not just one size fits all. It's, there's, it's, the dancers can be really diverse and all different types of backgrounds but it's the pain that we inflict on ourselves that creates the mental health issues and really if we just started talking about it and, and we open that conversation you know and you talking about your history and saying look girls guys I've done this I put myself through this stress you don't need to do this anymore the industry is really progressive and we're moving forward in the right direction just focus on being you and being your own self and focus yeah. on you know just finding out who you are and your place within this industry, your career is going to be so much better when you do that. It's not going to work the other way. Exactly, like exactly that. You've just explained it like perfectly. Yeah, it's a shame. And, and I really hope that, well, is this, a, do you feel like this is the first time that you've like publicly spoken about your past and on your eating disorder or is, has there been other times? Yeah, I am. Um... I put it on my YouTube channel, my full story. Yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like I was still struggling then when I put it on there because when I, I I can't even watch it back because I still feel like like I was trying to tell it without without like um, getting like emotion. I still get emotionally upset now about like talking about it. Just just when I think about my family and stuff about what goes through them. But then when I was telling my story back then, which was like I think like two or three years ago now. And now look back and now look how far I've come since then. So I feel like this podcast now is like an updated version of that YouTube. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that you go and watch the YouTube video because if you want to know like the ins and outs of like my actual journey, like you should go and watch that. But this is like me having another two years experience in like still growing within me. Do you know what I mean? of course and the thing is with mental health like you don't just you don't just repair one issue and then you're a you're a perfect person like you don't get affected by that anymore like mental health is constant it's something that we need to work on every day and be really proactive in the, the and I don't it goes either that's why we have to do that say that again sorry i don't feel like it's something that like one day you've just cured do you know what i mean life but I just learn how to deal with it in better ways yeah of course and you know like we all knowing what I know about how our brain works and the way that our brain stores information I, I use this example all the time with my clients but if I pressed play on an end of song right now you would probably know the lyrics right yeah and that's not because for the last 10 years you've been like, I need to remember these lyrics, I need to remember these lyrics, but your brain just remembers these, this information that's so irrelevant. Just like if we was to like think about a hymn that we sang in primary school, we would probably remember it. We've not heard it for like 10 or 15 years. And our brain is just 
retains and stores all of this information then as soon as we get a trigger so the trigger might be press and play on the song and then our brain's like oh yeah i know this or something that reminds you of that experience in an eating disorder you will still have the exact same response within your body as you did at that time so this is why we still you know mental health is an ongoing thing because all of these triggers around us they're still the same it's still the same but the difference is the way that we respond that is just so true that is so true like the way you explain that is like oh yeah and but the the it's i find that that's really empowering because sometimes our thoughts can be really confusing and we can be really you know we're not sure like oh why am i getting this thought again like i thought i'd moved on from this but it's fine it's just the way that your brain restores it stores this information and retains this information and if the thought pops up it's okay because you're able to just like you said acknowledge and it's just awareness you're able to just say oh yeah like that did happen to me but that's not who i am anymore let the thought pass and continue as you were as long as you're not attaching emotion to it anymore like when the thought comes up and you you sort of like bringing it down and being part of like in that thought and attaching the emotion and allowing your body to, to change and your behavior to change and that's you that's that you you've kind of overcome it but the triggers are always going to be there yeah i mean that just makes so much sense it's like you've climbed into my head because and i say this I say this all the time um you know they say you know you can recover from an eating disorder like i'm like no you can't recover you can learn to deal with it and you can learn to put it in a place where it's secure yeah and like the end of song like if you get a reminder of that even like you know sometimes i have really down days and i look at i look at food and i think oh my god i just and then you're like no it is like a trigger it a reminder and then you're triggering and then you have to learn to control it and yeah each day you get stronger and stronger and stronger and then the reminders become little and then um the whole things just become smaller like the hymn at primary school like you probably don't remember every single word like you did when you were at primary school but you still remember like the the rhythm of it or whatever yeah you described that so perfectly yeah exactly and i think if everyone just had a, a little bit more of like understanding of the way that it works here and the way that our, our people who are listening to this won't be able to see what I just did, but the way that our brains work and the way that we function and our thoughts and what our thoughts mean and don't mean and how to manage our emotions a lot better. That was something that was taught at a really early age. Imagine if everyone had to do like a two week intensive course before they started to be a dancer. <laughs> like how amazing that would be. <laughs> but imagine how many people would turn the nose up at it yeah because i suppose people don't know they need the help until they yeah and help. They need the help. Mm. well i think it's amazing that you can use your platform to talk and i i know for a fact that you'll you'll connect with so many people just by sharing this story and um you know having this conversation with me so i really appreciate that and um shall we jump into some of the questions that we got asked yeah, amazing. so um there's a few which i feel like would definitely be better for you to answer 
Um, so we got quite a few questions about um, advice on supporting somebody else. What would you say about that? Yeah, I mean, we briefly mentioned it before, didn't we? But um, I would say let them come to you. I mean, people, you, I mean, you can get frustrated because you really want to help and you really want to be them, be there for them. But that, when you're stuck in your own head, is going to push people further away. Um, like depression, for example, it, it's such a selfish, selfish disease that when you're depressed, you think about only you because you're so trapped in it. Um, you will happily push people away and not care how, how they feel because that's just what the disease does to you. Um, so I think you've got to wait until someone who's struggling, they're ready to talk to you, they, they want to talk because they will get there eventually because you get to a point where like you have to talk, like there's, there's no other option. Um, I just don't think it's very good to force it. And it's also better to try and understand to a certain level that depression is is absolutely horrendous. Like it gives you paranoia, it makes you lie. So if you've got a friend that's really struggling and she lies to you, don't blame the friend, blame what she's going through. Um, yeah, I, I would say wait. Wait, wait it out until they come to you. Obviously, um, you know, if it's super serious, you need to to go to someone else and ask for advice maybe before you go to them. Um, but yeah, I would just try and be soft with them and uh, quite kind and not too forceful. That's, that's what I would say. Yeah. And I think the understanding is important there and something which I talk quite a lot about is just having compassion and empathy and it's hard to relate to someone sometimes when they're when what they're doing is so out of the norm and so specifically with an eating disorder someone who's never had an eating disorder before would have would be like this is so strange why are you doing this just stop and don't actually understand like the mental battle that you would go through so if you don't understand if it makes no sense to you whatsoever fall back on compassion and empathy like how can I switch my compassion and empathy up another like 10 notches and I don't have to understand it's not for me to understand but my job or my role here would be to just purely support and be there for that person without judgment without um you know for like being forceful without coming across um just like you said um with how you your family reacted and um trying to not be you know a really angry about the situation approaching it from a place of love and a place of empathy which is which is hard and like sometimes I think like it's probably just as hard to be someone really close to someone with it than being the person with it like it is it's it's hard it's it, it is hard yeah. uh, but like every, everything you just said was just perfect like empathy is like a massive thing yeah okay some good advice and um somebody said did 
your eating disorder push you back in your dance career? I think that's going to be obviously a big yes. Yeah, sorry, one second. Teddy is one at the door. Yeah, it did. Uh, but not only did it push me back, like, um, like in order to like start working it's professionally and everything but like as dancers we train like for so many years we train our bodies to be at a certain level and an eating disorder obviously destroys your body it destroys your organs it like your skin uh your stamina your strength so um i would say that's where it pushed me back the most um my ability to like to be as strong as I was, that was because that that it's a, it's a long journey just to get strong in in normal in a normal fitness class. Do you know what I mean? Um, so building the back the the muscles, working on 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 my body was the hardest. That's how it put me back so much. So like the training, all them years of training, it really really took its toll on them, them years of training. I mean, obviously your body remembers it to an extent, but if I'm totally honest, my body has never, ever, ever been the same as what it was before the eating disorder. And I've just learned to learn to deal with that. I don't think my stamina has ever been the same. My strength has ever been the same. It, it, I mean, I, I was so ill, like it really, really like destroyed my body. Um, so yeah, it did push me back in my career. But that's not to say like, if you have had an eating disorder, and you're hoping to be a dancer that's not to say that you can't make it because i have i have made it to some of the most incredible jobs do you know what i mean yeah. but yeah and i would have rather have not gone through that experience because of everything that it's had an impact on and also just going back to what we were saying earlier about how um it can prevent you from not getting jobs in certain contracts if people do are aware of what you've been through so maybe that happened to you but it's probably happened to other people yeah. and maybe it has happened to me but i don't know yeah. do you know what i mean who's used to tell me that some i mean they, they don't tell you everything sometimes do you know what i mean yeah okay um another question um someone said how to still be productive when you're feeling really low have you ever felt like that um, yeah, actually, I would say to set yourself like really super small, sorry, t Teddy's come back in. Um, <laughs> I would say to set yourself like super small doable goals within that day, like even if it's just something tiny, even just like a, a list you can tick off because uh, to me, I think like lists are always good because it's like, woof, I got through it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That, you can still be productive without doing absolutely everything do yeah. you know what i mean i would i would have give the same advice but i would also say because this the sentence specifically said when you're feeling low and i think we like so we're also under this impression that when we're feeling low or when we're in a bad place with our, you know feeling any negative emotions we're like we don't want to feel like this why do i feel like this this i hate this i don't want to feel like this and you, you're just constantly in this like combative state with your own mental health and your own how you physically feel and your emotional health where you're like no 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 
but instead of trying to push it away and then trying to and then in your head being like I need to be productive I've got so much to do today that approach just is not just it doesn't work it really doesn't work because you're battling with yourself and there's only ever going to be one winner when that happens so my advice would be to change the approach just like Liv said really small list of something that you can just tick off like really basic stuff I got out of bed today I did something for myself so whether that was um, a dance class or have a bath or go for a walk or whatever it is I did something for myself today I made sure that I hydrated my body I made sure that I got the nutrition that I needed and um, trying to just not be so I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this, and just sit with the emotion, sit with however you're feeling. If you're feeling a bit anxious, feel the anxiety, ask yourself questions like, what's this anxiety here to teach me? What do I need to learn from this? What, why am I feeling like this in the first place? Because often for me, like anxiety is a sign that something's not right. So if you're feeling that way, what is it that you would like less of that's happened? What is it that you would like less of that you would then minimize the amount that you would be feeling that like that so just be just check in with yourself like that that this is the thing that i say to people all the time that answers are inside like you have the answers you just need to know the questions so if the question is why am i feeling anxious nobody else can really answer that like you have the answer journal on it get a pen and piece of paper you can even google things like you know anxiety journaling questions and it will give you hundreds of questions that you could just pick one of them and answer it and then pick another one and answer it and journaling is so powerful for you to kind of just like go a little bit deeper with your own thoughts um so productivity and feeling low they're not a great mix but i would just say instead of trying to be productive focus on how you can not feel low exactly that would be what I would say. Um, another question is, what do you do or how do you cope when the workload is too much? Um, I would say that was quite similar to the question we just had. Yeah. In, in the sense of, um, you know, make a list. Like, mm-hmm. and nothing is ever life or death do you you know what i mean like i feel like we we make everything such such a big deal of everything but then when when you think of it in like the grand scheme of things like is it really that important do you know what i mean if the workload's too much then stop working for a bit go back to it yeah i feel like like you could ask that question so much better than me no i would say the same and i'm glad you said that because um, I get the I don't really know a lot about the dance industry, but I get the impression it's like a lot of contracts, and if the work comes up, you just say yes. So like that's how it is with contract basis, right? Yeah, and I'm guessing, I'm guessing that's probably someone younger that's asked that that isn't working yet. So I reckon it'll be with schoolwork and juggling that with. Training. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but I've just got a feeling just the way the the question was. But I would say if that is the case, 
yeah i would would still have the same answer i would say like you know do a bit of everything you don't have to do like everything of everything yeah i totally agree and, and I, I, there's oh five in the username so i think you might be right um so yeah. what's that 16 16 yeah so you're probably spot on still at school um lots of work to do still want to train still want to work out and but also still wants to get the work so um the, the thing is like just like you said it's never life or death like there's always going to be other opportunities but I also think that I've done a whole podcast on stress in the workplace and I know it's, it's not necessarily workplace like a corporate environment but the thing is about stress the thing is about putting yourself spreading yourselves too thin across too many things is that that is going to have a huge impact on you and your energy and we don't just have one energy bank we don't just have like physical energy we've got emotional energy mental energy spiritual energy and if any of those tanks are depleted all of the rest are you can't have one low and all the rest really high so this is why like when we go through things like breakups and it's really emotionally draining, but then we physically feel tired because it has a knock-on effect. It doesn't just change one thing, it changes our whole physiology and everything that we do. So just be really, really, really aware of that. And if you are feeling mentally drained, if you're feeling like emotionally drained or, you know, physically, what if you've pushed your body too hard, take it straight back what can you do it's self-care practices like what can i do to make sure that i'm really protecting my body body and being proactive and making sure that i'm not going to create long-term health issues on my body whether it's because emotional you know things like anxiety and depression mental health the quality of your thoughts and the way that you speak to yourself and also physical like you can burn yourself out if you're going to be doing too much so that's something that you can get your head around at 16 you're going to really give yourself a good shot in making sure that your career is going to be healthy it's going to be a place where you can actually thrive and do your best without pushing yourself to the total extreme amazing that's what um, I yeah I completely agree everything you said amazing <laughs> um and then we've got one more question um do you have any advice yeah so I kind of feel lost in who I am how did you find your individual individuality in your own path um um i think by um going through what i went through to be honest not that anyone should go through that but that was just my personal journey yeah. I, but I feel like, um after the really bad part of my story and then the recovering part of my story I sort of started to learn who I was. And then you've got the whole part where, okay, I'm mentally stable now, but I'm still trying to um, stay strong and stay stable. Um, I think the more, that was the part when I put so much pressure on myself. And then the next stage was to stop putting pressure on myself and then learning where my part was 
in in the whole industry. Um, so that would be my answer: to not put any pressure on yourself and let life happen. There's too many, too much wasted energy of like thinking this isn't right for you, or thinking you're not good enough, or thinking. Um, you're not doing the right thing or am I doing the right it's too much wasted energy I think so I feel like you just gotta live your life and do what makes you happy and not take things like I said before so seriously um so personally and you know I know it's like a bit of a cliche saying but life really is too short I think like this just like you keep saying just wasted energy like don't waste your energy just stay positive as much as you can and like just accept every day as it comes and i honestly do think what happens to you is meant to happen to you so is that yeah exactly but but in the same breath you said that you know your journey's got you to this stage and then you you kind of had to figure it out again and where you fit in the industry but anybody who's listening to this like learn from live learn from what olivia's done the place that she's at now everything that she's experienced and that's the, that's the best thing about you know having a platform like this where you can actually be like girls look I did it I don't you know it's it really held me back it caused me a lot of pain I can help you through this I can guide you I can show you that trust me like it's not worth it just focus on if your career is the priority if that's what the priority here is which it is focus on how you can be the best you because that's saying no one's more you than you. I think it's a Winnie the Pooh phrase or something. Um, so it's true, isn't it? Like no one's more you than you. And the thing is with, with competitive industries, your personality can shine through. You know, people remember how you make them feel. People remember, um, you know, how, how you show up. And if you can put your energy in being that person and being how like how do I really invest my time back into myself to make sure that when I walk into a room I've instantly got the attention and you know like how I can just be a better dancer and be a better person people are going to remember you for that and the other way for you to go is to to bring you know focus all your attention elsewhere and being like comparing yourself and the insecurities in comparison and all of that that's the that's the part that's going to really set you back in going back to the original question which is how do i be more individual you already nobody knows how to do that more than what you do like you are that's you've got that answer to that question like what yeah like what are your qualities what what makes you you and what and pull those out and make those you know work on those things find your strengths and um also find your weaknesses because weaknesses don't make us any less of a human but we need to know them so we can work on them um but I, I like that question because it's something which comes up a lot and and I coach you know 40 50 year old men and women I've like 40 year old business owners who are like CEOs of companies or um you know 50 year old women who are have been in a marriage for so long and they're now experiencing who am I like questions exactly the same as as what you know we've got today and and it all comes back to bringing the energy back to you and focusing all of the questions and just nourishing yourself and being a better person within rather than letting other people control your energy and where it goes
so it's constant it's constant it's like it's funny because I, I come out of sessions and I'm like oh my god like working on your mental health working on yourself and your energy is constant but it's like choose your heart like are you going to choose to focus your energy on yourself and be a better person because it's hard or are you going to like go the other way and and put your energy on other people and allow other people to dictate how you feel because that's also hard like figure it figure choose one you know i also the world we live in now makes it even harder so you've got to put more even more work in yeah it's like the whole social media game that just like everyone expects more from you these days i feel like because everything is online and so i feel like it's harder it's harder but not that everything being online is a bad thing i think i think it's actually a good thing you know we're doing this online right now but um it is bringing it is putting pressure on people so you do have to take the time to work on yourself find your flaws work on your flaws so completely yeah totally agree social media has got a lot to answer for but i also think like even just people following you and and what you do and seeing how like you live your life that if we didn't have social media we wouldn't be able to see that so yes there's awful sides of social media but there's also incredible sides as well and you know exactly just like you and josh and whoever else is in the industry and people gives the gives the younger girls someone to look up to and be like yeah um yeah yeah i don't think social media gets much credit these days does it but i also just think like you know it's such a good way to connect i mean i would never see like half of the people on my social media anymore like even you wouldn't be in contact right now like this is what social media does it keeps you connected to people so i don't think we should knock it down that much but we do need to be aware of it like you say yeah and use it to fuel you fuel you in a positive way there's always for every negative on social media there's always there's always positive so it depends what you're looking for if you're using it as a tool to fuel your negative thoughts and your negative energy then that's what you're going to get but if you using it as a tool to look for people just like you and um you know even my page my page is so positive and I'll always post tips and things like that and I try and post on there as much as possible like you can go there on a a bad day and you can look through all of my tips and there'll be something that you can find on there that's going to make you feel better so just with how you use it like use it in a way that's going to make you feel good exactly well thank you so much for this conversation um, I really appreciate your honesty and I hope that just by you sharing this and having this chat with me it's going to help some people. Yeah thank you so much for having me I hope it does. Yeah I do too um, and it's been a while we've probably not spoken a few years right? <laughs> it's probably been like more like 15 years. <laughs> oh my gosh we're getting on (laughs) we are we are okay lovely well thank you so much um i'll see you very soon thank you bye thank you so much for joining us on our are you okay campaign and i really hope this conversation helps you realize that nothing is out of your reach if you feel like you are struggling right now please reach out to a friend family member or medical professional to seek help I promise there are so many people waiting for your phone call. If this was helpful, please reshare.
please share on your socials and tag at Mindcast School and don't forget to leave us a review.